Welcome to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker. Welcome again to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. And oh, today the direction is going to point us to an unusual senior citizen. An unusual senior citizen. Coming from that book of Joshua, chapter 14, verse 6 through 10. Hello, Bishop. How you doing? doing hello mr speaker how are you doing today oh i'm doing good and i know i'm gonna be doing better after i hear this discussion of an unusual senior citizen <laughs> well i'm excited about it and i'm i'm definitely happy to talk about this one on today because of of a senior citizen that i met recently and i want to share with the audience in just a few minutes uh why i'm so excited about this particular subject on the day but thank you and everybody that's listening on today. Let's have a word of prayer, Mr. Speaker. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity that you have given to me to minister to so many people that are listening to this podcast across the country and around the world. Father, I ask that you would touch me and help me to explain it in a fashion that everyone can understand and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Amen, Bishop. Yes. So, well, Mr. Speaker, uh, go ahead and set the stage for us because you know most people be like, senior citizen? Oh, yeah, I get my discounts. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, I met a senior citizen just the other day, Mr. Speaker, and as you are aware that I serve, I uh, was appointed by the governor to serve on the Arkansas State University System Board of Trustees. Okay, yes. And in addition to going to graduations and going to a lot of functions at various colleges, there are seven campuses that have roughly 40,000 students that uh, the board is responsible for governing and helping in the governing process and that institution or institutions, I should say, of higher education. Well, I was at a football game just the other day, the Arkansas State University Red Wolf. They were playing and my friend by the name of Charlie Welch. Now, let me tell you something about Charlie Welch. Uh, Mr. Welch, his son is the president of the system and Mr. Welch does not miss a home game. Wow. He does not miss a home football game. And he is 81 years old. Now, that's a diehard fan and there. That is a diehard fan. And even though his son is the president of the system, he's just excited about the Red Wolves football team, especially. But he's at every home game. And the interesting thing about him, he has so much enthusiasm. He has so much vitality for someone who is 81 years old. And I just believe if they let him loose and let him go on the sidelines, he would be an excellent assistant coach oh my uh, to the head coach <laughs> of the Red Wolves. He's really excited about football. Football, but I got, I thought about this particular passage of scripture and I thought about what Caleb was saying in the book of Joshua, the 14th chapter. And I want to read just a little bit of this. This is the word that Caleb gave uh, when he was in his 80s. Listen to this. If you go to Joshua, the 14th chapter, and let's begin with the uh, seventh verse. 40 years ago, 
was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. And then he goes on to say um, in verse 10, and now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these 40 and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. Notice what he says in verse 11 of Joshua 14. As yet, I am as strong this day. That's talking big, Mr. Speaker. That, that's some big as talk. yet, that's right. I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then. Even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. And then in verse 12, he had a challenge. He issued a challenge to himself and to those who were around him. In verse 12 of Joshua 14, he says this. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Wow. Mm. He goes on to say that the Lord will be with him, and then he would be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Now, this is a powerful, powerful statement from an 85-year-old man Most who definitely. is saying, give me this mountain. That's it. I mean, he was he was talking about this. And he was saying, give it to me. Give me this challenge. Give me this, because I know that God plus me makes a majority. I'm not concerned about the enemy. I'm not concerned about uh, how the enemy would try to come against me. Give me this mountain. Give me this challenge. And and again, I'm talking about a senior citizen who is unusual. And Caleb was truly an unusual senior citizen. But what I like about him is that in 14 and 6, chapter 14 of Joshua, the sixth verse, Caleb offered his service. And a lot of times people, when they get a certain age, they do not offer their service to help people. They want to sit back and relax and take life easy. But this man, he had a different spirit. And remember now, he was one of the 12 that went in and spied uh, for uh, the children of Israel. And as you know, everybody else thought that they looked like grasshoppers in their sight. But Caleb had a different spirit. Caleb and Joshua had a different spirit. Yes, they did. And Caleb and Joshua, yeah, they were they were willing to say, we can take them. We can overcome them. They had a different spirit. Well, it's good to know that he still continued with that spirit because he still continued to volunteer uh, in verse six. Now, if you look at verses 10 through 11, you'll find out uh, that this senior citizen still had vitality, still had them. He still had vigor. Yeah, that because, one got me because he's he's 85 and he's saying, I still have the strength to go fight like I was a 40 year old. That's that's there something. you go. He said, I still That's got it. what he said. He said, I, I still That's got what he it. Said. <laughs> I still got yes, it. Sir. Try me if you want I mean, to. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that because this is, I can picture a man who's 85 years old. And when I think about someone who's about that age, Mr. Welch is 81 years old. But I saw, much, I saw so much vim and vitality the other night at this football game this home football game, and he was excited about it. And he showed a lot of enthusiasm. And I can just imagine what Joshua, or excuse me, what Caleb looked like when I look at uh, Charlie Welch. And it makes me excited to see that he was just enthused about the game. Not only did he volunteer to be there like Joshua, or excuse me, like Caleb volunteered to be there, but he also offered his service. 
And that's something that we need critically in our country today. We need people, all people of all races and of all ages to volunteer their service. Now, if you look at verses 10 and 11, you'll find out that according to the scripture, Caleb enjoyed good health and he remained vigorous because, again, he said that the Lord have kept me alive these 40 and five years since the time I first came on the scene. So I'm 85 years old now. Because of that, I'm as strong this day as I was back then. And my strength, I have strength now to go to war. I'm not just here for advice. I'm not just here for wisdom, but I'm also here to go to war. And it's just a powerful statement that he made. So he volunteered his services at that age and he still had the vitality at that age. I think that's wonderful, Mr. Speaker. That is truly wonderful. When you look at society today, everyone is looking for that day, that last day where they can just punch that clock and say, hey, I'm retired and just go off into the sunset and do absolutely nothing. But the mind is one of the things that you have to keep active, have to keep, you have to keep it activated or once the mind goes, you begin to go. But here we see somebody say, hey, I'm not just going to sit down because I get old. I'm going to keep on moving because I'm old. I have something to offer. What do you think keeps most people today, once they become senior citizens, from offering their services? I think it's because of how society says what they can't do. I think anytime people tell you that you're a certain age now, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. But I think Joshua still kept the vision of himself, even though he was an older person. If you look at verse 12 again, you'll find out what he says toward the end of that. He says, if so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. If you continue to have a vision in your old age, not only just them and vitality, but if you continue to have a vision in your old age, Caleb had a clear vision of service for the Lord and of his plan. So I really think that people might have told him, all right, Caleb, it's time for you to slow down now. It's time for you to sit down somewhere. We don't need you to do anything else. You shouldn't be doing anything physical. Well, Caleb is saying, I will continue to do so because I have a vision for God's unique service uh, for his people. So I, I just think it's wonderful. He's unusual uh, because he volunteered in an older age. He still had vitality and he still had vision. Uh, and he didn't he didn't. Listen to what other people have said. When you look at those who are in leadership positions and they have senior citizens, is it incumbent upon them to include them and, and invite them to the table? Because I know I found out sometimes people want to do, but sometimes they're just waiting on you to ask them. Exactly. I think so, Mr. Speaker. I think that sometimes we throw people away. We're too quick to throw individuals away and say that they're not needed anymore for service. But the mere fact that we ask them to be involved, the mere fact uh, that we ask them to participate. I, I do a lot of uh, volunteering for political campaigns. I'm very involved in, in government and, and in politics, and I try to continue to be involved. And there are times when I ask people to volunteer. They might come in and mix stamps and stuff envelopes for a political candidate. And the mere fact that I ask them, I'm not just asking a, a lot of college students or some high school students, but the mere fact that I ask them to come, these senior citizens, 
they get excited and they lift the stamps, they stuff the envelopes, they do everything that needs to be done just because they were asked. So let us be very careful of not throwing away people because of their age. Not only do they have wisdom, but they do have vitality to continue uh, to do what needs to be done, not only just in political campaigns, but in the church, and in the religious world as well. And then when you look at it from a different perspective, they often have the most time to do it. They and, do. I, and I will tell you, and they will be on time and dedicated. And you can depend exactly, on them. Exactly. You never have to worry about them not coming. If they tell you that they're going to do something, believe you me. It will get done. That's how very serious they are about their commitment. And so that tells me that not only are they like that now, but it also tells me that they're unusual as senior adults, but it, it tells me that they were also unusual as young people. If you look at the verses of Scripture um, in Joshua, the 14th chapter, and you go to verses 7 and 8 and even to verse 9, you'll find that Caleb, he lived by God's truth in his heart. So he was committed to God in his heart. Whatever his conviction was, he stood behind it. Remember what we talked about, how 40 years prior to this, he was in a situation where the majority voted against him. The majority gave a report that was not favorable of the report that he gave. Yes, indeed. But because of his convictions, he still stood with Joshua and with the people of Israel. He also had courage as a young person, not only the conviction, but he had courage. Caleb learned to stand with God against the favor of others. And if you have courage as a young person, it tells me that that courage will continue to be with you as you grow older. So regardless of what other people were saying, regardless of that, he had convictions and he stuck to it. He had the courage of his convictions. And then if you look at verses eight and nine of chapter 14 of Joshua, you'll also find out uh, that uh, Caleb was committed. He was wholly committed. The, the verse of scripture uh, says in verses eight and nine, it says, well, uh, look, at, let's look at verse eight toward the end of verse eight. It says, but I wholly followed the Lord, my God, I wholly not half heartedly, not a small portion of, but I wholly followed the Lord, my God. I love it because that tells me that he was committed. He was in it to win it. He was in it. I mean, he was all into doing what God wanted him to do. And because he was committed as a young person tells me that he was committed as an older person, which it, it, it's just wonderful to see that uh, individuals, not only now in their older years, uh, but also when they were much younger. Looking at that passage of scripture and how you explained it, it appears not only appears, it was a lifestyle um, for him. He truly believed and trusted in God. It wasn't just lip service, but it was a lifestyle to have those types of convictions and courage at a young age and be totally and wholly committed to the Lord. Because if you look at today's society, you know, it's hard to find young people who want to be committed to the Lord because of so many things going on out there in the world. So many distractions, so many things vying 
for their attention says so much if it's a part of you when you're young and you continue in that way it will be there when you're older and it could help to uh to, to groom and shape other people once you become oh, I agree. a senior citizen i totally agree absolutely uh there is a, a saying that the saints had when i was growing up and they put it in a small song and this song says whatever's in you it's going to come come out if you want to go back when jesus comes everything in you has got to come out. And if something is put in you at an early age, it will stay there. Once you get all of the jealousy, once you get all of the envy, once you get all of the devilment out of you, as the older saints used to say, then that good part of you will always be there. If something was put in you as a child, then it will stay there. You may go off course from time to time. And I think we all have gone off course. Yes, indeed. Uh, we've all had detours <laughs> in our lives. <laughs> detours uh, needed to tow because I got in an accident. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But but because of that, that was placed in you as a child it will forever be there and sometimes you just need to pull back on it it is so so funny that we think about those things in those times but it comes back to us i've got to do what's right and that's what joshua or excuse me that's what caleb was doing in working with joshua um while he was following him but also when he was the leader at this age, he was saying, I can do this. We can do this. We can make this happen. I have the conviction. I have the courage and I have the commitment to make it happen. And the vision that the Lord has given to me will not be dimmed. Bishop, what would you say to that senior citizen that's listening right now? They may be retired. They may not be actively involved and say, wow, Caleb was unusual. How can I become unusual? Is it too late for me to do something? Is it too late for me to make a change? What would you say to that senior citizen that's listening right now, Bishop? Well, believe it or not, Mr. Speaker, it's never too late, never too late for senior citizens to make a difference. But I want them to know also that the younger generation, we are listening to you and we are watching you and we look to you as our model. We look to you as our example. And it's very interesting that we see them in a different light. So to the older generation, to the more experienced generation, I want you to know that we look up to you and we see you differently than maybe you even see yourself. We see you as an example. And I promise that if you serve the Lord, if you have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you might not have lived the type of life that uh, has been ideal. Uh, it has not been the, the most the best uh, way of living. But if you give your life to the Lord, the Bible says that God loved you so much that he gave his son to die for the sins of the world. And if you give your life to him, if you say, Lord, forgive me and come into my life, help me to make a change. I will live for you. Then there is a new man that takes place on the inside. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, young, old, black, white, whatever, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things 
or become new. So senior citizens, you can become new by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior and being the unusual senior citizen that we think you should be. Yes. And once you do that, just go and, and volunteer. I often tell young people, if you want to learn something, or you want to become a part of a company, an organization, the easiest and fastest way to get in is to volunteer because they look at it as exactly. free help. And once you get in and they see your work ethic, see that you are all about business, that's how you get into the company, get into organizations permanently. Just volunteer your services. And guess what? You'll learn something. And once you learn it, nobody can take it away. Bishop, this is just powerful today, teaching us about an unusual senior citizen, one who volunteered his services, had strength and vitality, served God wholeheartedly. And from a young age, even into his old age, he had a conviction, courage, and stood for God wholeheartedly. What else would you like for us to know today about this unusual uh, senior citizen and anything we can do to improve our lives? Well, uh, the reason Caleb, again, the reason Caleb was an unusual senior citizen uh, is because he was an unusual young man. And I want those who are young now to think, what type of senior citizen uh, will I be when I get to a certain age? And can I use Caleb's example as something that will help me at that time? And I would say yes, because I want to be unusual. I want to be unusual in my work for Christ. I want to be unusual in what I am doing uh, for the Lord and for the church, because no matter all of these other accomplishments and achievements won't mean anything. What means most is uh, the encouragement uh, and the structure that God has given to you for the future. And if Caleb can do it, then I know that I and so many other people can do it. It, it just means a great deal uh, to be unusual as a young person and then also unusual as a senior citizen. And I'm so glad uh, that God has blessed me to be able to walk with him. And it is my desire to continue for the rest of my life, for the balance of my days, to continue to serve him with all of my mind, with all of my heart and all of my spirit. I want to always have convictions. I want to always have the courage of my convictions and I want to always have the commitment that is needed to make a difference and be unusual at any age. Unusual at any age. That is the truth. And I'm going to strive to be like that because people often ask me, so when are you going to retire? I say, I'm going to be working in some capacity until the Lord calls me home. I'm going to stay active. I'm going to stay do, doing things. And as old folks say, I'm going to stay on the battlefield. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, Bishop, we want to thank you so very much for sharing this insightful teaching with us today, an unusual senior citizen. Those of you listening right now to this broadcast, listening to On Point, please share this podcast with your friends, your families, your colleagues. Post a link to it on your social media pages because this is powerful, insightful teaching. On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.